Welcome to the As You Go Women's Ministry Podcast, part of the Rolling Hills Community Church Podcast Network, where you can find other great podcasts like Making History, Parenting Podcast, Men's Leadership Network, Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast, and more. Ladies, welcome back to As You Go. I'm Kathy, and today I have a very special co-host, Laura Chapman. Laura is the Rolling Hills Care and Communications Pastor, and we're delighted to have her filling in for Lily this week. As we prepare for season two coming this fall, we wanted to offer a devotional mini-series. We hope that this will be an encouragement to you as you are going throughout your summer. Each week, you're going to hear from a different female voice as we're studying the fruit of the Spirit. Laura, let's start by looking at what the Bible says about the fruit of the Spirit. Absolutely. So Galatians 5 verses 22 through 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So, Kathy, what does that mean? Well, there's nine attributes of the fruit of the Spirit. And I know it's confusing because I think sometimes we want to call them the fruits of the Spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. But as a whole, they're called the fruit of the Spirit. And so we're going to refer to each one as an attribute or a characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit. So these are the things that Jesus fully embodied. And the moment that we believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior, we receive the Holy Spirit. And one of the primary roles of the Holy Spirit is to come into the believer life and bring change to conform us Mm. into the likeness of Christ. And that fruit comes from the Holy Spirit's work in us. So we actually, we have an active role in in, you know, walking out our relationship with the Lord and learning about the Lord. Um, But it's actually the Holy Spirit's work in us that allows us to have that growth and allows us to have that change as we surrender our lives to Christ. And um, contrary to the fruit of the Spirit, which it actually talks about in Galatians, um, but is the fruit of the flesh, which is Mm. the bad fruit. And these are obviously not of the Lord and they come from our, our sinful desires. And as believers even though we are our new self walking with Christ, we still, while we're in this world, we're still going to battle, battle the desires of our flesh. And so, but fortunately we have the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to grow in Christ's likeness and to overcome those desires. So we can look at our lives to see which type of fruit is being produced, um, the fruit of the flesh or the fruit of the spirit. Absolutely. Great. Okay, you've mentioned there are nine attributes of the fruit of the Spirit, and each week we are going to take a deeper look into each of those. So let's start with the fruit of love. At Rolling Hills, we have a mantra that's love everyone always. Um, This is so contrary to what we hear the world teach about love. So how can we biblically define love? Yeah, so the, the world's so loudly teaches us that love is consumer oriented. It's all about how can I be loved? What do I need to do to get loved? We hear so often like I need my love tank to be filled. And, And I think what we're talking about there is we want other people to fill up our love tank. And we have, a, we have a cup that can only be filled by Christ. And so we're looking for other things to make us feel loved, that we are loved. And so we also will hear, I feel like 
loving or I'm so in love or I don't feel like loving this person being in this relationship any longer. Um, you know, it could be marriage, could be friendships, it could be work relationships, mm-hmm. whatever we hear that so often. Like, I just don't feel like loving that person, but the Bible teaches us something very, very different. And we look for God's word, look to God's word, um, for truth. And there, there's so much to say about love and Jesus is our perfect example. I was reading recently this book from Ed Welch, which is, um, when people are big and God is small. Mm. And he says, since we are created in love and now sustained by God's patient love, we bring glory to God by imitating his persistent love. We love not because people want us to love. We love because God first loved us. Um, And that's really what this love is all about. And we can look to Jesus. We can look at his life. We look at God. We look at Jesus. And Jesus is in particular, like as he walked his life out on this earth, and we can look at his attributes. We can look at the examples of what it means to love, even in the midst of the most difficult situations, which we saw Jesus encounter. Um, So I like to kind of break it down and um, just into six different parts. And we can kind of talk about this biblical definition of love. And the first one is love is a command. Nowhere will you see in the Bible that love when you want to. Um, it's not a suggestion. It is actually a command. And that we see that multiple times in the Bible. Um, John 13, a new commandment I have given to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Um, we also know that um, the commandments are love God and love others, those top ones, right? Um, and so that is, those are commanded. We are called to do that. And so it's not about what we feel like doing. Um, it's actually an action we are called to do it in obedience to the Lord. Um, the next part is love is doing what is best for the other person long term. And when we think about long term, we're thinking about eternally. We're thinking about pointing them to Christ. We're also looking out for their best interests, not what we think our best interests are. Um, one of my, one of, one of verses that may be very familiar to you, um, but it's, it encompasses so much information. Um, love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So as we are loving other people, we're loving them long-term with the intention of glorifying God and pointing them to Christ um, in the process. Um, love is active and sacrificial. Oh, when you think about Jesus and the way that he loved loved us, it's ongoing. There is always a do. It's active. It never stops. And sacrificial. Um, nobody sacrificed. Yeah, the ultimate. The ultimate sacrifice yeah. for us. And so when, when we love actively and sacrificially, we're giving up something. And that means sometimes we're giving up how we might feel about a situation. Sometimes we're giving up our resources. We're giving up our time. We're giving up financially. We are giving up ourselves in order to love Jesus, just as Jesus loved us sacrificially and actively. Um, Love is regardless of feeling, which we kind of touched on. And, And I think that's this one and, and the next one um, tend to be some of the most difficult ones because um, the world, like I said, does teach us that that love is a feeling and it's all about what we want and all about how we feel. Um, but the reminder again that that it's a it's a command. We're even told to love our enemies and 
Jesus was persecuted. Um, he faced all kinds of opposition. Um, he was crucified. And yet he continued to respond in love and kindness. Now with truth, of course, sure. but with love and, and with kindness. Um, love is not expecting something in return. So we don't love so that we can get something back. And once again, we go back to Jesus and he, he, he was crucified. Um, he paid the price for our sin while we were yet sinners. We did absolutely nothing to earn that and he loved us that way in such a powerful, powerful way so that we could have relationship to him and there's still nothing that we can do to earn it. Absolutely nothing that we can do do to earn it. And so, you know, sometimes we're like, I'm doing this for somebody, but they're not doing this Mm -hmm. back or I will love them once they do this. And so we have these conditions on them and we want to point out the way that they're not loving us um, and all the things that we've done. But that's not the point. The point is to love them regardless. Um, Just a, a great, a great verse. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Mm-hmm. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Um, and we also, the Bible tells us to outdo one another <laughs> in showing love and honor. Like love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another. Outdo one another. Outdo, yeah. <laughs> all right. And the last one is what I think they're all so important, but it really comes down to this. And love is not about me. Love is about the glory of God. And our goal in our life, we're told in the Bible, um, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, I think it's 2 Corinthians um, 10, is it 2, 9? I'm probably messing up that one. Anyway, the goal sh- of our lives should be to glorify and honor the Lord. And when we love to glorify the Lord, then we're going to be okay mm. if we're not loved back the way that we think that we're loved back because that's not why we're doing it. We're not doing it that's to get right. the approval of others. We're not doing it to get something in return. We're doing it to glorify God. And if we're glorifying God, we're going to be okay. That's we're going right. to be okay. It really is whatever we think worldly, you flip it upside down Yeah. Christ's world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good stuff. Christ is our perfect example. Okay. So how do we continue to grow in our love for God and for others? Um, the more that we can grasp what the significance of what God did for us, the more that we can comprehend his perfect love for us, the more that that's going to outflow into our lives. But in order to do that, we've got to spend time with him. We have to learn more about who he is. We have to spend time in prayer, learn what the Bible says, you know, and then those things start to outflow. It's when we start trying to do it in our own power um, that people become bigger and our own selfish desires become extremely important and on the forefront of our mind. So the more that we can understand what he did and see that as so important, I mean, that's our, that's our biggest need is what he did for us, Mm -hmm. Um, then then we can love each other more and more and more like Christ loves us. That's great. Okay, so what is God teaching you, Kathy, about the fruit of love? Hmm. That that's a, a great a great question. Um, I think I'm God is continuing to teach me about his, his love for me, but also 
his love being constant even in the midst of trials and suffering and the importance of loving him and loving others in the midst of trials and suffering. Um, and, and one of the reasons is because it puts our focus on God and it puts our focus on other people and it takes our focus right. off of ourselves. And so no matter what we're walking through, no matter what we're going through, when we put our focus on God and we put our focus on how can I love God and how can I love other people, we're not so consumed um, with whatever it is that we're walking through. That's great. Thank you. Thanks. That's awesome. Getting this going on love. Okay. So as we wrap up, we love to leave our listeners with a challenge. And since it's summertime, what summer challenge do you have for our women? Okay. I love these. Um, So I'm going to challenge our women this summer to reach out to someone that you don't know well. Invite them to coffee, invite them to lunch, um, invite them to come to your house, um, you know, and sit down for dinner or whatever that looks like. But just get to know somebody new, hear their story, um, find out what their relationship with the Lord looks like. Love them, Mm. love them well, show them the love of Christ. Fantastic. And there are so many people moving into our area. Yes. I noticed on Memorial Day weekend, moving vans on almost every other block in my neighborhood. (laughs) So people moving in and moving out, great opportunity to love them Mm. well. Thank you so much. Thank you, listeners, for joining us in week one of our nine-week study on the fruit of the Spirit. Hopefully this was an encouragement to you. If you haven't already, check out season one of As You Go, as well as other podcasts in our RHCC podcast network. And be on the lookout for season two coming this fall. Have a great week, everybody.